He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray, O gracious Father in heaven? We thank you again for another chance to come and listen and learn more about your word. Lord, it's the word that will keep us uh, solid on the rock. Rock is Jesus. Lord, it's the word that will keep our faith strong, Lord, as we go through this life, Lord, day after day, facing new things, Lord. But we can face it in hope and in joy, knowing that you are on our side. That you've already won the battle, oh God. And we're just right. We're vic- dancing in victory, Lord, as you've already established. And we're dancing from victory, Lord. And you done 2,000 years ago on the cross. Lord, we thank you and we love you. We praise your name. We do ask that, Lord, you bless this weak, feeble servant that I am, Lord, this under-shepherd, Lord, this keeper of your faith, Lord, and holding it close to my heart. And I may deliver a word, Lord, and say something that be a blessing for someone under the sound of my voice. Oh, God, bless now, Lord, everyone under the sound of my voice, oh, God. Give them peace. But the storm will give them hope, but it seems to be hopelessness. Joy where joylessness seems to uh, reside, oh God. We know you have the power to do it. Not let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh, my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ, name we pray it all. Amen. Glad to be with you again on the Sunday morning podcast. A few minutes with Pastor Matt podcast. And we thank you, those who tune in hope something is said to be a blessing for someone out there in this world we're thankful again this first sunday of september 2023 uh, years rapidly moving toward fall and the end as time moves on uh, last sunday i gave you the text first peter 5 chapter uh, chapter 5 verse 8 through 10 and uh, we're going to Stay there. Actually, uh, we're going to add, I think, 11 to that. We're going to add 11. uh, Just a few words, but it's the doxology. It's the words that Peter writes that are important there. So 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11 this week. Next week, next Sunday, the Lord says the same. Second Sunday, John 16. And 33 will be um, our tent pole, our 
iron for next Sunday, John 16, 33. But First Peter 5, 8, 3, 11, I'll be reading CSB, and I'm going to read the message translation. I just like the way it says uh, the verbiage, but uh, CSB, be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can divide. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. To him be dominion forever. Amen. The message translation reads as like this keep a cool head stay alert the devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping keep your guard up you're not the only ones plunged into these hard times it's the same with christians all over the world so keep a firm grip on the faith the suffering won't last forever it won't be long before this generous god who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. The grass within the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand far ever. That's what I want to tag. Uh, this sermonic notes this morning. He gets the, he's got the last word. He, he's got the last word. Uh, sober-minded be a uh, alert a commercial i saw recently doing the watching the news the other day was a medicine that helped relieve shingles as the narrator mentioned uh, that yes they work out the people do and eat right but then he would drop his voice down an octave and say but it doesn't care meaning the shingles it doesn't care whatever they did or whatever they do it doesn't care he would go on to say that they kept the cholesterol down and A1C down. But again, the narrator could be heard again, but it doesn't care. What I gathered was that for this particular message was that the shingles does not care what you do. It can still bother you. You can be an avid reader of the word. You can pray without ceasing and even speak in tongues. But the enemy is still coming after you. He's still going to bother us. You can come to church every Sunday and do Bible school. But the enemy is still going to bother us. He's on his job. So we, the believers, have to be on our jobs Peter writes, when we became believers, that we became a target. The devil, the enemy, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for something to eat. He wants to keep us from advancing the kingdom agenda on earth. And don't think he doesn't know who you are. He he messed with Eve in the Garden of Eden by trying to get her to doubt God's word. He messed with Job, and Job hadn't bothered anybody. But he asked, what about your your boy Job? He, if you took your covering off of him, he would forsake you. He messed with Jesus. In Matthew 4, he kept trying to mess with Jesus by saying, if you are the son of God, notice the if trying to get him to doubt who he was. He attacked Jesus' very relationship with his father. He is a liar. 
This is what he does. He wants us to believe lies about God and what he's trying to do for us. His goodness. About what he does in this word. word, and, And that's what he does. He's a liar. Trying to convince us that God's word is not true. I've heard a lot of people refer to spiritual warfare as if as if it were some of the physical trials that happen to us in life. I remember someone saying, the devil is really doing spiritual warfare. He gave me a flat tire on the way to church or wherever. And Now, I do believe the enemy is at work today, but I think that sometimes we miss the real nature of his work. His spiritual warfare is not necessarily the flat tire itself. Remember, this is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare deals primarily with the spiritual things. So spiritual warfare is probably not the flat tie itself. Rather, spiritual warfare is what the enemy, now get this, wants you to think about the flat tire. He wants you to think, well, God must not be in control because I have this flat tire. Or God must not care about me since I got this flat tire. Or I'm so discouraged and frustrated because I got this flat tire. The point is, it's not just the flat tire itself that is the spiritual warfare. The spiritual warfare is the lie that Satan wants you to believe about God or his kingdom work, kingdom agenda, or about you because of the flat tire. Now, replace the flat tire with anything in your life going on, and you can see how the devil uses, the enemy uses whatever's going on in our life to lie. To us. He wants you to believe the accusation he wants to make against you or God or others is that it's not true. That God doesn't want anything to do with you. That's spiritual warfare. Can I put a parenthetical pause and parentheses right there? That's why so many folk leave God. See, God never leaves us. He said in his word, I never leave you nor forsake you, but we leave God. We leave the fellowship of the church because spiritual warfare becomes so dominant. We lack so much power in our thoughts according to spiritual warfare that some just forsake the whole thing all together. Paul wrote in Ephesians 6, 12, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power and rulers of darkness in this world. Then he said in verse 13, put on the whole arm of God. <laughs> That's a whole nother sermon. Are you, well, a lot of us don't put on the helmet. We don't protect our mind. We don't protect our heart. Breastplate. Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth, chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know what's coming. He wants to destroy us. He wants to take us out. Peter wrote this letter to Jewish believers and Gentile believers to encourage the church to persevere, persevere in spite of their own suffering, trials, and persecution. Christ gives hope that will help us in our time of need. 
in our time of trial. Paul, uh, sorry, Peter knew about suffering and being a disciple of Christ meant that since he had a up close experience with Jesus, he is the ideal teacher on how to endure it with joy and victory rather than with sadness and defeat. If we are to be real kingdom citizens, we must be a visible reality to the world. How do we do this? Well, and how do we combat this, the enemy? Well, we first must be watchful. Verse number eight, be sober-minded, be alert. That's all. Be watchful. It's sober not to do with alcohol inebriation. It says sober-minded mean be fresh. Be on the lookout. Have your thoughts in a row. Have your thoughts under captivity. For your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring. I see a lot of us have got divine a couple of times. That's why some of the stink of of the enemy still on us because we allowed ourselves to be caught one time or two times and and we got devoured. We were not alert. We didn't see him coming. We thought he was fake. We thought he wasn't. No, no, the real enemy of the believers is the devil, is Satan. And he comes to devour us, to cause real and lasting harm. The Greek word here is katapian. Literally meaning to swallow or to drown. Peter made it clear that our place in eternity with the Father is secure. But the devil cannot take that from us. But what he does seek to damage is our faith. He wants fear to shake our submission to the Father. He wants to break up the relationship with the Father. Lies to distort our understanding of God's goodness. Since he can't touch the believer's soul, the enemy seeks to leave us weak and ineffective servants of our king. Time won't permit me to go deeper um, into that, but he seeks to do what he can with what he can. <laughs> leave us weak, ineffective servants of the king. See, a lot of folks just didn't, they, been, they call it church hurt, but you, your church is the, the enemy, it's the fire. Now we're no longer effective for the kingdom. And then secondly, Peter, Peter said, be faithful. Verse 9, resist him firm in the faith. Knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. You ain't the only one. When the battle comes, fight back. This is, this language is different from Peter because in his earlier uh, books and in, 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 in later, Writings, he said, we submit to those in authority. But when it comes to the enemy, Peter's command uh, is to do the exact opposite. <laughs> do the exact opposite of submission. Must say no, we must fight the enemy. How? By standing firm in our faith. His goal is to weaken our dependence on the Father who loves us and is strong to meet our needs. You need to build up your faith. Be ready to fight the lies that the enemy will throw at you with the word of God. We'll say that again. Be ready with the word of God. That's why you hide the word in your heart. So you're always ready. Be alert. Be sober. Be watchful with the word of God. You must spend every day in the word of God. That's why a lot of us can't be Use we're not strong in the word because we're not in the word. We got, we're not strong in our beliefs as believers because we're not in the word. And the word helps us to get through 
these things. He's not going to leave us that he's to take us through. Sometimes being in the word of God, you're reading, uh, you, he has to take us through some things in order to use us. As a matter of fact, sometimes God has to bruise you to use you. It's in the word, look in the word. God makes no promise without pain. God can't use you greatly without cutting you deeply. You, you have to get it in the word of God to be able to stand still after everything is going on. And then you read that there's a whole lot of folk going through some stuff, some suffering. Enemy attack us, there'll be some suffering. That's just part of life. That's just part of how we are as humans. We're going to have some suffering. The Bible tells us. Days full of trouble, but uh, we have overcome. A whole lot of folk are going through. We, we overcome. We overcome us. Get through this. Stay faithful. Be on the word. Trust God more. Increase our dependence on God. Say no to the devil. Matter of fact, James wrote in Chapter 4, verse 7, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The Message Bible writes like this, so let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin, purify your inner life. Quit playing the field, hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you will get on your feet. I like that. I like that reading from the Message Bible. <laughs> Quit dabbling in sin. Get serious. Fun and games are over. Get serious. The enemy is prowling. Get serious. Get down on your knees before you can get up on your feet. Get serious. Because the enemy is coming. We got to be watchful. And we got to be faithful. And then lastly, Peter, Peter put said, be thankful. Verse 10 and 11, the God of all grace who calls you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. Verse 11, to him be dominion forever. Amen. Well, my brothers and sisters, beloved, we, just because we got saved doesn't eliminate pain and heartache on this side of eternity. Just because we got saved uh, don't mean you're going to miss out on some hurtful, painful things in life. But, but, but our God is the God of grace. Grace is unearned favor. By his grace, he has saved us from the price of sin, which is eternal death separated from God in hell. This is possible only through faith in Jesus Christ. And by his grace, God has called us to share in his glory forever. But not only Peter talks about the blessing of God. Peter's doxology reflects a simple fact that all the power and dominion in the universe belong 
to God, both both now and forevermore. And that's good news today, my brothers and sisters, that he will not fail, he will not yield, and he will accomplish everything according to his own will in his own time. He would always have the power to follow through on that promise. And that's an anchor for every hurting believer. Matter of fact, the songwriter wrote, in times like this, we need a savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. So be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds uh, and grips the solid rock. Uh, then he goes on to tell us who is that rock. Uh, this rock is Jesus. Uh, yes, he's the one. Uh, this rock uh, is Jesus, uh, the only one. Uh, be very sure. Uh, be very sure. Your anchor holds. Uh, and grips the solid rock. It is the reminder we need to stay firm in our faith. During the hard times, David put it like this. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And how many of you know that we can look to the hills uh, from which cometh our help. Uh, he goes on to tell us who that help is. Uh, our help cometh from the Lord. Uh, Paul wrote in Romans 8.31, What then shall we say in response to these things? Uh, if God is for us, uh, who can be against us? Uh, he's got the last word uh, for whatever you're facing uh, in your life. Uh, he's got the last word. Uh, no matter what the enemy tricks, uh, no matter what he tries to throw at you, uh, he's got the last word. Uh, Cause on a Friday night, uh, they marched them up Calvary's hill, uh, nailed them to an old rugged cross, uh, and he died, he died, uh, till the sun refused to shine, uh, he died, uh, till the moon dripped away in blood, uh, they took him off that cross, uh, put him in a borrowed tomb, uh, but on the third day, uh, he rose with all power in his hands and that's why I love him because of what he did on Calvary that's why I love him because all he's been to me and if you can't give him praise now you need to start practicing just start throwing up thankful hands and worship him for all he's done, for the goodness he's given to us, for all he's covered us with. He didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad he did. And if you can't work it out by giving him glory, you need to work on some praise techniques. Just throw up your hands. Open up your big old mouth. Say thank you, Lord, for doing such a good job with me. You look beyond my faults. 
and you saw my knees. Thank you, Lord. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yes. Say yes. He's got the last word because he's got all power in his hand. Invitation is extended now. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life, simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org. Or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org. Contact us and someone from our discipleship team. I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ. We love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear you say. Uh, I made it up.